Hey, what's going on? This is Billy Newman, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I'm here today with Marina Hansen. How you doing, Marina? Hey, Billy. I'm doing well. Thanks so much for doing some recording with me, hanging out in the studio for a few. I think it's kind of cool. Thanks for doing it with some sound, too. Hey, I think it's pretty cool. So cool doing it with some sound. <laughs> it's kind of, I think it's cool, like building on little studio stuff. But, um, but yeah, photo stuff's been going good. It's April now. April's moving by really fast. It is, yeah. It's the 20th already. It's finally starting to feel up more like springtime outside. Like we were out on a walk just a little bit ago and we see all those little white daisies out in the fields. Yeah, it's cool seeing the daisies all over the place now. Or not even in the fields, just in the little lawn. Just in, yeah, just in people's just, yards. Yeah. In the university's property. Yeah, it's cool. All the little clover or what, I don't know, like whatever little flowers that are blooming up. But there's a bunch of them right now, which is really nice. And it's been raining so much. It's probably a ton of growth right now. I don't know, but it was really cool. It seems like everything's really started blooming over the last last couple of weeks. Yeah. Things I'll, are starting to get a lot more colorful again. Yeah, way more colorful than it had been. And yeah, it's just been so gray. <laughs> uh, uh, I, we see the little leaves popping out like on the tree over here in the front. Yeah. And on the one out, out front over there, like we see like the little leaves coming out and it's it grows so fast too. Like the as they just sprout really quickly. They and they develop their leaf like so fast. It might just be like a couple more le- or weeks and we'll see leaves. Like, yeah, it's just like, leaves. Yeah, like the middle of the season. But it's going to be cool. I'm glad that we're kind of moving back into that part of the year. Finally, it seems like. Oh, man, me too. Yeah, I'm really glad to be finally starting to feel like it's oh, springtime. Oh, man, this winter. 2017. <laughs> it's too long. It's too wet over here. It's really wet. West Coast, Oregon. Man, yeah, it seemed like Gray a wet. muddy gray muddy winter a lot of the time yeah that was a good that was a good time so good <sighs> thanks goodness thank goodness for winter thank goodness for springtime though it's cool that it's uh getting nice out it's cool i've been uh i kind of switched things up in my camera bag and i've been taking uh your nikon n80 that's been around forever i guess like, I, yeah. my cousin bought it back in like uh, 2003 or something you know oh, wow. <laughs> but uh but yeah that uh, that nikon n80 with the battery grip is what i shot a bunch of my favorite pictures uh, that are up on like that board right now like some of the cool stuff that i shot in 2014. Yeah. i really liked that stuff and uh and then we've had the f4 here that i've been leaving around for a bit but it's been kind of cool i liked uh hanging out shooting with that other little camera for a little while yeah it's cool that you're using it again i remember you taking a ton of photos with it a few years ago i really like that camera i wish there was a few things that were better about it or you know like there's mm-hmm. just a few ways that the knobs roll or the weight of it is or the way the autofocus grabs or something you know a few things like that that i wish we're like keyed in just a little bit tighter, mm-hmm. but it's cool because it's such an inexpensive camera. It's really replaceable in a sense in that way, or like, you know, it doesn't seem like it needs to be really precious, but it's cool. Cause I love the pictures that I get with it. You, you know, or just the, the way that I'm able to capture light and stuff seems to be a little tighter and a little bit more consistent, maybe just because it's newer, but it's a little better than what I'm able to get with the F4. Like, I noticed, oh, sorry. I just, well, yeah, I noticed the way that the box like lines up to the film is a little bit different oh. and you just see like a little bit of fade sometimes like at the top of the exposures that i get from the f4 there's a little bit at the at the top line there's like i've noticed that yeah like a little different discoloration thing it's weird it just like it works a little different because it's i don't know 30 years old now <laughs> but uh but i like how how sharp and how crisp some of the color matrix metering is that i get when i'm working with film because that's that's the thing that i didn't have for a long time when i was working with the uh, the manual focus film Nikon camera that I've got over here was that you didn't have any color matrix metering, you didn't have any autofocus, and uh, it's really interesting, kind of like bringing that up and working with digital lenses 
or you know like lenses that were like nikon g lenses those one you know with the silent autofocus motor mm -hmm. it's a faster autofocus or you know it's just a little bit more consistent faster autofocus which is something you couldn't get with film in the past and uh, they're just a little bit sharper more contrast heavy lenses than some of the manual focus things you could get in the past and some of our understandings about like art and light is so much better than what maybe some of the the film stuff in the past would have been so it's interesting what we can get now by making exposures on like newer film camera bodies but just with film and with newer glass than what would have been available for film shooters back in the 90s it's kind of yeah. cool i was thinking about that like the difference that that makes of shooting with uh with autofocus man probably makes all the difference <laughs> it seems yeah it's uh it's really cool the kinds of or just how all of it is available now yeah like you can use a pretty cool old camera with nicer newer lenses yeah and get even better quality photos i like that idea of it well I'm like on the cheap side i mean i'm sure there's kind of the different high-end side it's weird because like on the other side of it you go the different way where people are trying to get their five thousand dollar leica lenses that are from the 70s to go on their new camera bodies sure that seems like yeah it's a whole thing i don't know that's that's for retired people but for me like, <laughs> when i'm trying to spend uh my 250 dollars in the best way to get the most photos getting like an 80 dollar film body and a hundred dollar nikon 50 millimeter 1.8 and a couple rolls of film it's and like cool setup. Well, yeah, and and that's really what a lot of my best images were made with was just kind of that simple setup. A lot of and just the way that we've had color rendition with a lot of these has been cool. Or, you know, yeah, it's been really interesting noticing that part of it with the different film cameras because I feel like the N eighty really does the best job. Yeah, with just really I like, it too. like it's a pretty guaranteed shoot when you go use it. It's really flexible. You know, that's a benefit of film too. Is film itself is more flexible in its exposure range than what digital is digital has mm -hmm. to be really tight on what your exposure settings are like if it if it's more bright or less bright than the exposure you get into trouble pretty fast you get into mm -hmm. overexposure and underexposure but it's interesting with film because like you, your meter can be kind of anywhere within a range of a few stops and the film itself will kind of adjust for you it'll adapt for right. you and so it won't blow out as quickly when you're shooting with film it's kind of it's a weird little thing that yeah, or it's just not as affected by changes in light as some of the digital sensors that we have calibrated right now are. Yeah, that must, that makes sense. That must be like, that. I think that's the quality that you see oh, yeah, in that, film photos yeah. too. Like that's the part of it that you notice. Like, I think the way that it's capturing this, this total scale of light from like lights, like pure white it, to black, I think that part is different. And that way that it shows saturation and stuff in the shadows that's what we see different too where it's able to kind of pull brights down a little bit and darks and shadows up a little bit and still have it be in the dynamic range that it's supposed to be yeah it seems like that's a big part that, that we're able to see in like that and the way that it looks you know uh and some of like the way that it renders color and stuff so i don't know i always like that part of it you know what i like the most too is like with the n80 or with a lot of these other film cameras you kind of learn a bit that it's like the film that matters it's but the oh, box yeah. of the camera yeah, with the lens and stuff too, of course. But like the box of the camera isn't really as as important, or the you know the, the focus of it is kind of removed. And that's something I'd not been used to after shooting with digital for a long time because you kind of become attached to this mindset that the that the sensor is the camera, that the photograph the photograph does come from the camera. So the best camera has the one with the best sensor is the one you get the best photos from. But it's interesting on the film side a little bit as you break it down. It kind of seems where 
like what we were just talking about a little bit the n80 works great for it but it's it's kind of it just allows the film to be exposed or allows right. the film to be captured the right way and it kind of gets out of the way of every other thing that would it could get in the way of which in some ways the f4 gets in the way and you know in some ways yeah or there's, there's things that happen with it and, and i like how just kind of easy it is to use a little old film camera it's been fun yeah i think it's really cool that you're back to using it again or are you doing a little more with it yeah it's cool it's cool just walking around with that i take a bunch of a bunch of pictures of silly stuff all day long so it's fun to walk around and try and take little pictures of daisies in a field i don't know <laughs> it's not too bad but today i had two photos to talk about they're both up on instagram right now it's at billy newman the first one was a tulip photo because uh, right now it's like it's in mid late april and there's that wooden shoe tulip farm that we've been to for the last couple years that's up in woodburn oregon i really like that spot it's cool i was thinking about going there again this year but i know that we have photos from there already I'd be neat though to make a, yeah. another trip back. I'd be really happy to. And I remember last year we went up and we had some nice weather. And, and the year before that, we had some some good opportunities too. But I think we went up there and I took a good part of a roll of film um, just up there in the flowers. And I posted this one of a, a tulip that was kind of right at that good stage. And I used it. I remember, um, I remember thinking about when we were trying to set the photograph up. Uh, I remember using, I think, like a, a really wide aperture. I think I used the 50 millimeter with the one eight and I focused on the tulip that was a little bit away. But what I tried to do purposely was put other, other tulips in the foreground in front of me, but putting it at one eight and having those so close to me, it would really blow out those tulips completely. And so it would kind of turn those just into colors, which is yeah. what I was hoping for. And that's a little bit of what you see in the picture. I guess it's not up right here where we're looking at, but uh, when you look at the photo, you see kind of like a red hue or a red kind of soft, uh like glow not glow but you know just like effect of of a petal of a flower that was there that's kind of in yeah. the frame but it's kind of blown out and out of focus which i thought was kind of kind of nice but i like that kind of adding the texture from the foreground to the center where you see the little tulip there's so many cool tulips over there up there i like the, the tulip farm a lot yeah me too they have a really great mix of colors it's cool for having a few different kinds of things to be able to set up yeah it is really nice. I, I like it because you can, well, they have the props and stuff that are sort of set up like the tractors and they have a little, you know, the land is kind of set up with a little bit of a roll to it and some trees and a little farm and the, uh, the Dutch windmills, right. they have that sort of theme going on, but it's really neat too, because if you're there at a time when it's clear, which it happens a decent bit in the springtime, if you, if you have enough opportunities, uh, if you're there when it's clear, you can see Mount Hood from a few of the, the angles. And if you're there, if you time it at the right time of day, I'd say probably evening, you know, like after the sun's behind you and you get some sort of easy sunlight on Mount Hood and you have the right lens, I think that's a really cool photo with the tulips as it kind of like bands up to where Mount Hood is out in the distance. It's kind of a cool area in that in that region south of Portland as you look up to the Cascades. It's nice. Yeah, it's a really pretty area over there. It's a lot of like, uh, nice land. Yeah, it's so cool over there. You know, I haven't really checked out a lot of that stuff. This is probably, or that spot in this time of year is one of the best times to be there mm -hmm. around the tulips. And, you know, the rest of it is just, I think, like potato farming or something. Or, you know, it's like a lot of <laughs> ag agricultural stuff in that area. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and that, that part of the Oregon. Uh, but it's really beautiful there. I love the tulip farm. I went up there and we did like the, the little van shoot a few years ago. That was 2015. That's two years back oh, already. Wow. I was thinking about those pictures I have set as my desktop background right now. Where I look at 
like those little tulips in that van. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so pretty that night. That was really dreamy. I loved like the the colors of it, or you know, just kind of the, the color at the end of the day. It's a really really nice time uh, to be up there, like right as the sun starts to go down. Yeah. Or as the sun's even really set, I think that's kind of the nicest time when everything's really even lit, sort of shaded color. It's a really nice time to to take pictures of flowers, if the light's right. But you have a you have a section there in the evening that's pretty nice. That's cool. So the second photo that I posted um, was uh, an image that I put up before. Uh, it's a photograph of Mount Hood that we shot at like 400 millimeters with that zoom lens. But we took the, the photo of Mount Hood through the windmill farm on the east side of Mount Hood out in eastern Oregon, where it kind of lifts up into the high desert when you're east of the Cascades. That's where we get kind of south around Bend, you know, and then south where we were camping a few weeks ago. We get the high desert look with the sagebrush, but out in northern and northeastern Oregon, we get this uh, like high prairie land, like where it's grassland that kind of rolls through there. You remember yeah. driving through there, and it's cool when you get out there. Just before you get to Pendleton, there's a few roads that kind of cut off. I think we just took a pull off, but that's when you start seeing a, a handful of these these big rows of windmill farms that are lined up along the grassland out there, and uh, it's really pretty to see. But at the end of the day, like. Uh, we were there, or we were driving out the I-84 on our way out to Hell's Canyon, and we pulled off, and we drove down a road for a while. We used for this photo, I used like the telephoto lens to zoom in really tight up on the Mount Hood, and I tried to center it up in the frame so that you see like the peak of it. It's a really cool spot, just the angle of the the landscape that we were at. It was cool to see everything kind of lined up in that way. You know what I mean? Like where Mount Hood's kind of just lined up center, but it looks even, and, and it's really right. cool. Mount Hood is an amazingly uh symmetrical mountain a lot of them are not are not really that clean yeah it's pretty pointed up into a triangle yeah it really is you know i think oh, i can't remember i think they used to say that mount st helens was like the one that was it was like the fuji of the northwest because uh -huh, yeah. i think mount fuji is sort of regarded as super super smooth mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, but Mount Hood, it, I mean, at least from this angle, from the east side, like you don't see the the horn at the top of the mountain, right? Uh, and it's really cool. I, I like the the way that it looks. But it was kind of uh, even and lined up with the tops of these uh, these windmills that are spinning around out there. And it's kind of cool to see the contrast of some of the man made engineering on top of the grasslands that are out there, out in eastern Oregon. When you get out on I eighty four, looking at those those windmills, but it was cool. I love that view looking back into the sunset. Yeah, seeing Mount Hood is cool. It was really cool. That was a that was a great evening that we pulled off on yeah. that road. I'm really glad we did. I'm really glad that we did too. You know, it was cool. Uh, in the photo, you see like a ton of orange in the sky, a ton of orange and kind of pink stuff. And uh, and you get that a lot in the evening. But it, it was interesting because I remember driving by it when we were there. The reason that it was there is because there was a grass fire right. on the north side of the Columbia River up in the Washington side on like some rim rock. And uh, and it was burning over there like a bunch of acres. It looked like it cut. It started to take off a bit, and you could see like a bunch of that smoke come up and drift over the Columbia River and then over Oregon, which is kind of making up a good bit of uh, of the pink in the sky was or the pink and orange look was fire, <laughs> smoke in the sky. It looked so cool though. It was the perfect moment. It caught oh, all yeah. those colors so well. It was very pretty. Yeah, it was very nice. It was cool. But I really like going on that ship. It was fun going up there. And, and getting uh, getting this photo, I thought it was kind of interesting when I took it. It was cool. I remember it was part of it. I remember uh, I took like a few photos, and I try and take like just a couple photos at a time sometimes. But if you have the camera that can do it, and you have like the tools, 
it's good to like know when to deploy them. So like in this situation, it was tricky because you know, all those windmills are spinning at that time. And there's a handful of those windmill blades that are going to intersect in kind of a weird way with the peak of the mountain, which I didn't really want for the photograph. And so what I tried to do is I switched it to like uh, the higher frames per second, you know, like the oh. sport shooting mode. Mm -hmm. And I just hammered out a bunch of them and I'd watch, I'd watch as the, as the <laughs> rotation of the windmill would spin around so that I had an option where there's going to be one in that section. And I remember going through in my editing and like that, 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 that. Okay. None of those work, but this one does. That's when like all of the windmill blades get to the right spot and are mm -hmm. kind of outlining the shape of the mountain instead of intersecting or cutting in to the shape of it. But it was just one of those little photography things that I was trying to figure out before I got back to the editing room and went, oh, shoot, I got it. But it was just a little thing that's a little off. <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah. Uh, I shooting that one a bunch. Uh, it's a really cool picture. I like that one. And it's a really neat landscape out there. Like you're saying, it's a lot of rolling hills, grassland, high desert sort of stuff. And there's really nothing else. So it looks, it looks really neat with the windmills too. Or it's kind of, it makes the landscape even more. I like it, yeah. Interesting looking over there. I remember back in 2012, I have another photograph that was made, made in a relative landscape where there's Mount Hood and there's windmills. And there's a sunset. And I have that other photograph, I think, in our first book, like our first um, uh, little travel book. And I like that picture a lot. I had different lenses and different different understanding of how to use glass at the time. Uh, so it looks quite a bit different than, than this one does. But it was cool, too. I liked it that night also. It was just like a really cool kind of dreamy spot to be. It's pretty. I like the, the way that the, the windmills look on the land. I'm glad I don't yeah. have to live right next to it, maybe. But, oh, yeah. uh, but I think it's great. I think it was cool. It was fun seeing it. But thanks for doing this podcast, Brina. Thanks so much for having me on your show, Billy. Thanks for talking about two of the pictures that I'm putting up on Instagram. That's at Billy Newman. If you want to check out my Instagram feed, you can check out my Mastodon feed. It's this new little kind of open source side project thing. I think I'm Billy Newman on Mastodon also. Whoever <laughs> 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 would want to check that out. I'm going to post this link on Mastodon, so at least I have to, I have to mention it, right? Um, but yeah, then billynewmanphoto.com is where there's going to be other stuff on my website. You can look at other podcasts that we're putting together. You can listen to this one too. Listen to past episodes. Whatever you want. That's at billynewmanphoto.com. But Marina, thanks so much for doing this podcast. Thanks a bunch, Billy. I appreciate it. So I'm behalf of Marina Hansen. My name is Billy Newman. And thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.